This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. The TalkSport Fan Network is probably supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Industry leading. Difference making. Tomorrow shaping. World changing. These are a few of the adjectives people use to describe the technologies and companies Deloitte works with day in and day out. Join us, and soon those very same adjectives could describe your career too. Explore technology careers at Deloitte.com slash techcareers and make an impact on business, technology, and society while engineering your future. At Deloitte. Welcome to Cottage Talk Full-Time. I'm Russ Goldman. Joining me right now is Emilio Donnell. This is our initial reaction to Fulham's 2-1 to loss to Crystal Palace. This was uh, a very bad performance by Fulham. Again, we could talk about all the possession that they've had all day long, but they were passive. They were tame, and I'll bring up who had said that on the NBC Sports uh, post-match show. Uh, that was actually uh, Robbie Earl said that. Tame, passive, there are two words to describe it. Wolford Zaha was the difference in the match, Emilio. Mm-hmm. He he just destroyed Fulham. But the thing about it is you can have all the possession in the world if you don't really do anything with it. And if you're not a little brave, mm-hmm. you're not going to get the results that you want. Fulham had all this possession. It, it looked great, right? But yeah. again, it, it just wasn't enough to get the job done. Yeah, I probably disagree with the word bad. I don't think it was a bad performance. I think if okay. we look at it, I think it was a two, I think let's, you know, I'm not. I don't want to be all doom and gloom here. You know, sure. We've, we, you know, we've come from the championship. You know, we got promoted. You know, we 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 all suspect. I said it obviously as soon as we got promoted that night. You know, winning the the playoff final against Brentford. I said I was more worried about the Premier League rather than celebrating the victory against Brentford because I knew this was going to happen this season. But you know, it's, 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 this is men against boys. Crystal Palace have been in this division for many seasons. They've got seasoned professionals now. That's right. We were talking about last night. Tame Wilfred Sahar. Keep him quiet. Yep. We all have a chance. We didn't keep him quiet, but nope. but then again, it was just a couple of moments of brilliance, you know, from Crystal Palace. They yeah. they prayed, they, they prayed and looked for those loose balls. I don't so think they were brilliant, play. Emilio. Yeah, I don't know they were fantastic. Yeah, they weren't great. You know, I thought first half, point is you you start off very brightly, very positive. There was good signs there the first five to ten minutes, and then suddenly bang, sucker punch, a bit of Saha magic, one nil down. But I thought we did well to sort of lift ourselves. We didn't heads didn't drop. We continued. We persevered. We looked quite. We looked very organised and tidy in that first half. Lookman hit the post twice, so there was hope still, as far as I was concerned. I thought there was still going into half time, one nil down. 
there was still hope to get something out of the game. So I don't think it was all doom and gloom. That first half gave me a lot of optimism that we could get something in that second half. But, you know, it seems like it was a game of two halves. Second half, Palace didn't do much more, but what Fulham offered nothing. You know, we looked disjointed. We looked flat, stale. You know, we were giving the ball away a lot more more frequently than we were in the first half. So for me, you know, I was messaging you at half time. Yep. The mean of, I would have taken the mean off straight away and put Harrison Reed and protect that back core and push Frank a little bit more further up the field because Frank was was, you know, was getting involved. So was Tom Kearney. But overall, you know, you know, Crystal Palace looked offensively more dangerous. We keep talking about this. We're yep. sort of looking a little bit more tidier in, in defence ourselves, albeit we conceded twice today. But up front, we're not offering anything. We're not creating anything. Mitrovic is carrying an injury as far as I'm concerned. He looks static, off the pace. I don't know. He's not up for it. He hasn't got that aggression, that physical aggression that you need in this division, to be honest. You know, I have no qualms. The best, you know, overall, Crystal Palace deserved to win. And yeah. it just felt like the game two seasons ago. Deja vu, really. We sort of offered a bit of potential, a bit of hope. But that second half performance was poor. Oh, so it was poor. Bad. I thought the first half, I thought we were decent. And we, you know, we were, you know, we deserve to be level pegging the second half. I totally agree with that. The second half, we were, we were dire. We offered, and when that second goal went in, heads dropped. There was no leadership on the pitch as well. That's a problem. Where's your leader on the pitch with your 2 0 down at home, desperate for points? Tom's never a leader. With, I'm not going to talk about that today because we've talked about sure. that the last few seasons. But where's, overall, we just thought very disjointed in the second half. And, you know, and overall, disappointing. We need to start picking up points very, very soon. Otherwise, it's, uh, you know where we're heading otherwise. Yeah, so I totally agree, Emilio. You know, it's funny because I was thinking about this right after the match. It's very easy for me to come on and say, Fulham are done. I'm not going to do that. I, I thought about it. I'm not going to do that because mm-hmm. there's, again, many matches to go. But this was a match that they needed to win, not just get a point. Mm-hmm. They needed to win. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to share this quote. Again, it's it's not perfect. It's not exact. Mm-hmm. But I watched the commentary after the match here in the United States from NBC Sports with Robbie Earl and Robbie mm-hmm. Musto. And Robbie Earl said this, and it actually it makes sense. And this goes mm-hmm. to my initial reaction. Fulham were tame today, meaning that they had all of this possession, Emilio. And I, I talked mm-hmm. about this at the beginning. But what did they really do with it? Where was the killer pass? Where was the yeah. Zaha pass yeah. that we saw for their first goal? Where was it? We Not, didn't see yeah. it. And I think that speaks to, is it a lack of confidence? I don't know if this is what they're being told from Parker and his coaching staff to just wait for that opening, but they're not being brave enough. Is that a good way to put it? They're not being brave when they have the ball to try to make that pass, Emilio, to unlock a defense because that defense was comfortable. Mm -hmm. I didn't think Crystal Palace played great. I thought Mm -hmm. actually we deserved to be – even at the half, if I'm being honest. I really I thought they played decent in the first half. Yeah. But yeah. where was that killer pass? Well, we've said this time and time again. I've I've and I keep banging on about it. Where are the goals coming from in this team? And we're not creating enough. We're not being brave enough. And you know, Scott Farker's philosophy, we keep going on about it, is he he wants to keep ball, keep possession, and be patient. Those are the adjectives he told me twelve months ago, last October, when I saw him face to face. That's his philosophy. He's not going to change that. And it can work, but even Tom Kenny at times today when he could have been more brave. He could have been trying to find that split, defense splitting pass. The announcers were talking about it. Ways, you know, get passable wide to Anthony Robinson. Yes. You know, just it's keeping momentum, keeping passing, and and being and hoping we can find a breakthrough. So 
I don't necessarily mind trying to trying to play that brand of football, but for me, there's not enough quality coming through that midfield. Loftus Cheek was missing again today. Lookman was and and Robinson for for me were the two the two bright sparks in this game. Oh, it really. Very lively, but we haven't got enough quality. Even in the championship, yes, we got promoted, but where was that quality from midfield? It was always we're relying on Mitrovic to score the goals and getting those one 0 wins last season. This year, Mitrovic is completely off the ball. He's like I said, I think he's carrying an injury. And to be honest, it's we need some quality from midfield. We need to be a bit more direct at times, and we have to change it. Six games in, one point on the board. We've got to beat West Brom next game. Otherwise, it, it will be curtains. But look, I'm not giving up hope. If you're giving up hope after six games, then there's no point us watching the games and doing right, any shows. Exactly. You know, can't give up. You've no, got you to can't find the lads. I've seen some comments here that you know, Kanovic was was sacked in November after the Huddersfield game. Today's game was nowhere near as bad as that performance against Huddersfield. I thought first half, we were organised and we matched Crystal Palace. The difference was Zaha and Premiership experience. Yep. That was the difference. That's what it was. I think you nailed it, Emilio, and it's funny. Well, it so let's not get too downbeat. Right. We need to make sure we take the create enough opportunities, but we're not we're not a we're not creating opportunities, so you're not gonna win games. It's kind of how how tight you are at the back. And that's a problem for me. We're not not enough quality there. It's actually a very good way to look at it, Emilio. And I'm glad that you mentioned this at the beginning when I said it was a bad performance. If you look at it, it wasn't a bad performance because if you look at the first half, it was a decent performance. The second half was bad. And yeah, I, I think you just analyzed what was wrong and the difference between Crystal Palace and Fulham. They have the players that can unlock a defense. Yeah, They're organized and they know when to take advantage of their opportunities. They were just waiting for an opportunity and you had Zaha do this. Mm. And again, he to me was, was the difference in this yeah. match. I, I think he was a difference, but yeah. let's talk about that first goal because I messaged you and I want to talk mm. about this because again, this was a wonderful pass from Wilfred Zaha. He had an opportunity prior to that and read scores. But as I mentioned to you, when I watched um, again, the commentary at halftime, they were really focusing on Kearney. They were focusing mm -hmm. on Kearney letting Reedwild go. And, you know, and he was pointing, but he was pointing too late. So either he needed to follow his man or mm -hmm. be on top of it early. So they put, again, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, some of the blame on that first goal on Kearney. What are your thoughts on the goal from Crystal Palace that gave him the lead? I think it goes back about a bit of brilliance from Sahar, to be honest. I That's think what I think. You know, at the end of the day, sometimes you just have to give it to them. Yeah, give give the guy credit. You know, on his day, he's 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 a top player, and not many defenses in this league can can stop Wilfred Sahar when he's he's firing on all cylinders. For me, the problem was we were pushing up field. We were we were actually you know pushing up quite a bit, so we kept leaving ourselves a little bit exposed defensively because we had a lot more intent and purpose. So let's give Matt Parker a bit of credit from the off. I thought we were positive. Yes, up the field quite a bit, and but again, that was that's leaving us susceptible to the likes of Zaha with a bit of brilliance. But to be honest, we didn't clear our lines. The keeper made a decent save with the first shot, and then to be, to be honest, we were just clumsy in defence. But where were the likes of Lamina and Geese and Kenny? So there is, a, I agree to some extent, it's easy to blame Kenny because he's a captain and he should, you know, the, he'll always it's easy pickings for me. But again, where was the cover there? Harrison, I'm just Reed, telling you what I heard on yeah, maybe Harrison Reed again. You know, we we're saying at half time if Harrison Reed was there second half. Yep. He would maybe protect our back four, being a little bit more busy and a little bit you more. You mentioned active. that, right? But but for me, it's you know I think it's more Zaha brilliance rather than poor defending. Okay, okay, and that's fair. And again, I'm just bringing up what they said about Kearney. I'm not blaming Kearney for the goal. Let me just say that because honestly, I think that just happens to be a great pass from Zaha 
who set up yeah. the goal. So again, yeah. that to me, it has more to do with that, but I just thought I'd bring up what was mm -hmm. said at halftime, what I watched. Okay. So then we get to the second half. And like you said, second half foam, just not good enough. And then the, let's talk about the second goal by crystal palace. Your thoughts. Yeah. And I think that second half, again, we looked, we were giving the ball away a lot more cheaply when it was, when we, before they scored their second, it would, we didn't play as a team. You know, some of the punch, some of the comments I was hearing from the, uh, from the commentary I was watching was, that maybe Lookman was getting pun was getting crucified for being too selfish at times. Again, you know, rather than trying to be an individual player and trying to do something heroic, play as a team, fight, you know, show a bit more metal and the things we've said so far. But to be honest, second goal, it was very, very much same old, same old. Crystal Palace waiting for that opportunity, dispossessing us in midfield, going down the flanks, Bashoi, strong, physical, you know, it's ball into the six-yard box and Zaha threw himself at it and scored a goal. He may have injured himself for that as well, but as far as I'm concerned, it was a typical, you know, Batshuayi, that's what you want Mitrovic to do, show a bit more right. physical strength there at times. And, you know, we're not seeing that from our forwards at the moment, but it's 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 a typical Crystal Palace goal. Yeah. Get behind your defence, use your strength to good effect and get the ball in the six-yard box. How many times did we get the ball in the six-yard box today? Not many. many I can't remember any, to no. be honest. So... If you don't put the ball in the box in the danger area, then where's your when, when are you going to carve out opportunities to score goals? So in the day, Ina looked to you know Ina could have done better to be able to. Yes. But in the day, it's again it's Premier League experience. You know, you got Batshuayi, you know, reasonable striker. Saha, we've talked to death so far on the show today. So the difference was Premier League experience for me today. That was the difference. How different, or was it any different from the last time we played at Craven Cottage against Crystal Palace? Remember that. Yeah. Was it similar or was it different? I'm curious. I think we're closer to Crystal. Funnily enough, I thought that squad two years ago on paper is stronger than the squad we've got now on paper. But I thought but now we're a little bit closer in terms of win. You know, two one deficit was more of a fair effect than a two nil defeat. Okay, yeah, and I agree with that. But I think we're a little bit closer to Crystal Palace, despite the fact we didn't get it. But for me, it's the experience. We, you know, we yep. still got players in the defence who probably shouldn't be playing, you know, the likes of Tim Ream as much as I like. I know he wasn't responsible for the goals today, but right. the likes of Dennis Adoy, Tim Ream, we need to move on from these players. You know, we need to start building a team that can survive in the Premier League rather than going, you know, yo-yoing up and down every season. So for me, it's, you know, Scott Parker has, he's got a big job on his hands, to be honest. Uh, whether he'll survive the long haul, I don't know. If we don't, if we don't start picking up victories, it's, I'm not sure what the Khans will do. I don't think the Khans will... We'll sack him. I don't think they'll do what they did with Yukanovich. I don't think they're going to do it. Losing four and five nil regularly. But if we start to stay in games and compete, then Parker may have a chance to stay here and build for the long term. But for me, we're going to be a yo-yo club until we get some stability and get some strength and actually progress to another level. We can't keep hanging around with these likes of Adoy, Tim Reams, Le Marchand. They failed two years ago. We need to move on. So, um, I'm there with you, Emilio, and I'm not going to disagree with you, but when we're looking at this match and we're looking at the matches prior, we mm. can look at the players that are still there and, and technically look at the players that maybe we should have bought. Mm. I'm not blaming Tony Khan for this loss, okay? I'm not blaming him. Mm. And, uh, you know, I actually had someone tweet uh, who I actually really respect a great deal and, and said, it's time for Tony Khan to resign. And mm. I'm just here to say, and I responded, I said, listen, he didn't kick a ball today. Mm. I said, if you look at it, this is on the players out there, but also coaching, because again, are they being instructed to play a certain way? Are, are they afraid to make that killer pass? And that's something that was also mentioned on the broadcast. Are they afraid 
to go for it. Whereas Crystal Palace isn't afraid. They're not afraid to make those passes. Fulham played afraid today. Like I said, they played tame. They played, yeah. instead of playing to win, they played not mm-hmm. to lose. And then yeah. they ended up losing. I think that to me is the best way to look at it. Yeah, the thing is, what was disappointing again is we keep conceding these early goals every single game. Yeah. That's frustration for me. It's uh, most games you've conceded within the first 10 minutes. Dan Mason's, you know, saying we can play the park when we're in front, but we need to be aggressive at the start. And I thought we were reasonably aggressive at the start today, but I think the poor problem is a bit of quality, a bit of you know, expert, you know, experience from Zahar broke, split our defence. Thank you yep. very much. One nil. We're not that we haven't got enough quality to do that. And that, that's the thing. Something has to change. We need to be a little bit more direct at times. We need to mix it up. But we we said it last season. Yep. Scott Parker mix it up when the chips are down, but he still sticks to his philosophy, playing his way out of trouble keeping possession, keeping those stats rates very high. But we're not carving enough opportunities, enough quality. And Mitrovic, for all his faults in the last couple of games, I thought he had a poor game again today. There's lack of service there as well. And that's yes. the problem. We need to win. You've got, you've got your star man there. We need, to, we need to be giving him opportunities, you know, giving him something to fight for. Not having Gary Cahill in defence, I thought was going to be a positive and advantage. That's what I thought, Emilio. But Mitrovic was anonymous today. So. Okay, very good. All right. Coming up to end our initial reaction show of full time, I'm going to ask Emilio his thoughts on what was the turning point of the match. Okay, Emilio, in your mind, what was the turning point of the match? I'm going to share mine first. It's funny. It's easy to say the goal from Crystal Palace. I'm going to say, believe it or not, the miss that from uh, Adam Lookman, because again, he hits the post, and then you have the follow up from. Alexander Mitrovic, they score there. Fulham get their just reward, I truly believe. So for me, even though it's harsh on Lookman, because I thought, believe I think Lookman was Fulham's man of the match. That's just my opinion. If he scores there, or if Mitro follows that up, I think we're talking about a, a different match here. Um, I, I think the turning point of the match is not taking Lamina off at half time. I okay. think, to be honest, I, I'll say to you half time. Lamina had a poor gate, first, poor first half. And where was the protection for our back four? We always knew Palace were, were always capable of, take, you know, you know, attacking us on the break, finding, you know, dispossessing us and catch, you know, catching us off guard. To be honest, I think we, we if we brought in Harrison Reed at half time, like I was mentioning to you half before the second half started, we would have had a bit more protection in front of that back four, and we could have pushed maybe Frank a little bit further upfield. And for me, I just think, don't think we 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 didn't we didn't make enough of a change, in my opinion. I just thought we were we were too 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 passive in that second half, and that was a turning point. We should have changed it at half time. One nil down, you know. There's a bit of optimism and hope, but there's always that risk that Cat Palace will catch you on a break. So you know, protect your back four first and foremost. We didn't do that. For me, that was a turning point. I think we had the opportunity to change it and. You know, at the end of the day, we didn't. What did we change tactically? You know, for me, that you know, Parker didn't do enough to change to, to find a solution to going a goal down in going to that second half where we were very passive, tame. He should have things should have changed a lot sooner, to be honest. And uh, for me, then Palace got you know dispossessed us, pushed up, and scored a second goal. Game over. That was it. Heads dropped. That was worrying for me as well. The way that our heads dropped. Game, you know, at that point, and then the Kamara. You know, let's talk about the Kamara, you know, the the red card there as well. You know, I'd like to see what Steve Lydiard thinks. You know, it's obviously yep. the referee took a long, hard look at it. It it, lo- it was bad, but it, it wasn't intentional. I thought he did his best to try to sort of to, to sort of take his feet away from the ball, but the momentum just got him a little bit further down the back of his back of the players' 
leg and you know unfortunately the referee gave it a straight red card which is disappointing for me i'd like to see what steve lydiard thinks whether it deserved a red card or not but it wouldn't have changed the, the course of the game because we were two nil down and we were out of it but these little moments we're not getting the rub of the green at the moment hitting the post twice the, the sending off of kamara it's just we're not getting the rub of the green maybe that t- that will turn maybe against west brom next game but the, something needs to happen very quickly otherwise you know it's but it's not it's not insurmountable. I'm not trying to say positive. It's not insurmountable. Look at West Ham. Everyone was writing them off after two games. Right. They've 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 been unbeaten for the next, for the last four. Everyone's saying West Ham were hopeless. Fulham fans were saying West Ham were hopeless. Yeah, they've gone on and got you know two draws against Man City, Tottenham, and thrashed Wolves four 0 So it's I'm not saying we're going to do that, but it's not insurmountable. Let's we've only played six games. We're playing better at times than we were the first three games of the season. But again. We're not. We haven't got a killer, killer instinct, and we haven't got enough fight metal. If we can instill that, then we'll have more chance to win games. Okay, very good. I'm going to share this comment, and um, let's see. Agree, not having Cahill in defense, and also their third choice mm-hmm. keeper and goal need to be testing him more. So I totally uh, agree with that, and um, mm-hmm. I also want, want to share this, and uh, because I'm I'm actually really annoyed by this. Hey, Peter, what don't I get? Please uh, share the comment there. Is this because I'm an American film supporter? Give me what I don't get. Please give me what I don't get. I'm sharing this right now. This annoys me. Tell me what I don't get, Peter. As you can see, I'm a little angry by your comment. Tell me what I don't get as a footballer, football fan. Tell me what I don't get. Okay, sorry. I had to share that. That's what this is all about. Peter, please respond back. Let's have a healthy debate about that. Yeah. What don't I get, Peter? Please tell me what I don't get. You know, and, um, the, you know, in the comments as well, the, the one you put for Ollie Ward, and that's my point is, you know, I thought it would be an advantage with Cahill not being in defence, but ultimately we didn't test their keeper enough, and that was the problem. So it's all about possession, but no quality splitting def- passes through their defence. We're not creating enough chances. We're not hitting enough chances on target. So it's 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 a combination of everything. And Goldie Gold fifty five enough for the excuses. I'm not I'm yep. not making excuses. I'm just being, I'm telling yep. you how it is. But we've got to keep believing, keep hoping, and we might we might be able to turn this around. It was always going to be a difficult season. Let's not let's not let's not beat around the bush. We always knew we were going to be in a relegation dogfight, whether Tony Khan purchased the signings before or after the start of the season. For me, yep. it was always going to be a battle. We said that as soon as we beat Brentford in, in the final back in August. So it's uh, we've got to stay optimi- optimistic yep. and hope and be and you know, you know, believe and stay behind the team. They need they need our support, albeit we're not there in the stadium. Okay, very good. All right. Emilio, let's talk about the red card. Thoughts on the red card for Abubakar Kamar? Yeah, I've mentioned it before. I don't know. It's For me, it's when the chips are down, when things don't go well right for you, you don't get those moments. You know, it was it was a clumsy clumsy tackle. Did we, uh, did we, uh, you know, it's there for a reason. It's there to obviously protect players' health and safety. And, you know, maybe it wasn't. You know, some days that that would have been given as red, and other days I think would have stayed as yellow. Like I said, I'd like to see Steve Lydiard if he was a referee and saw that on on the screen. Would he have given a red card as well? It's it's for me. It's when things don't go again go well for you. Those decisions always go against you. So it, it was clumsy. Kamara's again one of the guys saying he's not a Premier League player. I think we know that. We don't disagree with that. But um, as far as I'm concerned, it's uh, it was more red than yellow. Yeah, but I think on another, I think on another day, I think we, if we were th- chips, things were running in our in our favour. I don't think that would have been a red card. I think it would, have, it would have been a yellow. I just think it's just things aren't going the Fulham way at the moment. Okay, very good. All right, let's 
And we're talking about Tom Kearney's goal, you know, and, and again, this is actually a good moment. The match is pretty much over at this point, but this is a quality goal from Tom Kearney. Yeah, absolutely. Chris Davidson, I'll get your, we'll get, <laughs> I haven't criticized Tom today, as you, as, as you can <laughs> tell, you know, at the end of the day, you know, a great goal. We know we can do that more frequently. You know, I'd like to see him doing that maybe in the 20th, 30th, 40th minute, not in the 95th minute. But at the end of the day, Tom, Tom had a reasonable game, but at times, <laughs> at times he needs to uh, be a little bit more direct rather than playing a safe ball at times. And that, that's the only criticism for today. I thought there were times when we could have been a little bit more pushing up and, and being a little bit more direct rather than just passing sideways. But again, that's the way Scott Parker wants to play the football brand. So, Scott's got to take some responsibility for that. Okay, excellent. Great stuff there, Emilio. Uh, we will have a post-match show either tomorrow or mm -hmm. Monday, so I just want to mention that, but I'm glad that, Emilio, you and I could get this off our chest. I always feel better. And and to the people watching and listening, sorry that I, I, I got a little angry there, but one <laughs> thing that really gets me, Emilio, I've been doing this show since 2011. I, I think I know Fulham pretty well. I think I know football pretty well by now. Yeah. Um, for someone to say that, I'm sorry, you're going to have to have a lot better that I really don't know football. Tell me what I don't know. Tell me what I don't know. Tell me what your real agenda is. You know, be, do you not like where I am doing this show from? Is, is that it? Or is it that you just don't like me? You don't like my face? What is it? Because you got to come a little bit more with us and then we can actually have a discussion on it. But to just say that is uh, actually not nice. And I'm just going to share that. That's what happens when fans get frustrated. We all we're all desperate to see a, a victory, start getting some points and giving yeah. us some hope. But let's let's be frank. I'm gonna end on a high here. Again, that's if there's not much of a high to say, but we still there's there's five teams fighting for three places. So exactly. Let's not complain yet. West Brom, Burnley, Sheffield United, ourselves and West Brom. There's five teams there. And potentially Brighton, let's say I think oh, maybe that's six, yep. five Brighton as well. There's there's teams that we can start to, you know, push for those, you know, to get out of that bottom three. So let's not, it's not over until it's over. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to despair after six games. Like I said, Wolves game, we had, we played better. Sheffield United, we should have won, didn't, because we weren't clinical enough. We didn't, you know, and, and today's first half, you know, we, there was a lot, lot of, you know, a lot of hope from that first half. Just how do we play for 90 minutes and dominate, go in front and stay in front. That's, that's, if we can address that, then we'll start. I'm sure there'll be a bit more. There'll be a few more victories to celebrate in the, in the next few months. But okay, excellent. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I'm not going to pull the <laughs> relegation plug now straight away. It's, it's ridiculous. Still too early. That's excellent, my friend. That's why you're you and I'm me, and uh, you know we're positive people. You're a realist, and you will say it how it is. But you're not going to throw in the towel unless no, the towel's no, really too there. Early. Too early. Too early. And I, I'm there with you. Okay. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Cars Talk Full Time. Thank you, everyone watching live and. People that watch the replay, thank you very much. But we do have to wrap this up. For Emilio Danello, I'm Russ Coleman. Thank you as always for watching and listening to Cottage Talk. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.